0: Facebook doesn't care about black people. Let me say that again. Facebook doesn't care about black people. Now, you're probably sitting here saying, well, Ken, how in the world can you say something like that? Well, it's not necessarily me saying it. It's the NAACP saying it. The NAACP felt so strongly about Facebook's treatment of black people that it actually led a digital protest called Log Out Facebook. It's hashtag Log Out Facebook. I don't know if you heard about it, but... This past Tuesday, sure enough, the NAACP president and all encouraged people to log out of Facebook and Instagram. Now, the name of this show is Making a Difference. The name of this show isn't that ain't going to make no difference or it's not going to make a difference if we log out or not. Again, the name of the show is making a difference. So I stood in solidarity with the NAACP and I took part in this protest. And honestly, this protest taught me a lot. It taught me just as an individual how addicted I am to social media it also gave me an opportunity to look into some of the NAACP's concerns Uh, Derek Johnson NAACP president said Facebook's engagement with partisan firms its targeting of political opponents the spread of information and the utilization of Facebook for propaganda promoting disingenuous portrayals of the african-american community is reprehensible and sure enough he was right Facebook is engaging in some invasions of privacy that are unhealthy They are engaging in in practices that portray black people in a negative light. Now, I don't believe it's just as easy as saying it's an issue with the Russians. But what I do think is it's a continuing example of how social media and other forms of media don't mind having black people around when it comes to cultural appropriation or when you want to find out what the latest trends are. But as soon as it comes to black people having a voice and speaking out against injustice, all of a sudden, you want black people to be quiet. It's like I saw on Twitter um, recently. They want our rhythm, but they don't want our blues. Why, well, yes? Huh. Why black people?
1: <laughs> Who knows?
2: People want to change. Some people want to be stronger, faster, cooler. Black is in fashion. But don't, please don't let me in with that. You know, I could
0: give a shit what, what color you are. No. What I want is deeper. I want your eye, man. I want those things you see through. This is crazy. Okay, I'm done. Maybe Facebook isn't the only thing we need to log out of. It's time to get out of the sunken place, everybody.
1: Um, to be a negro to be a negro in this country and to be um, relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage. Almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth and not to make no dope. To make a difference
0: Welcome to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Making Log out, man. Live your life. It's the holiday season, man. Get out here and enjoy some things, man. On a serious tip, though, man, we got a few things we want to talk about here on this uh, episode of Making a Difference. First things first, it seems kind of productive to uh, talk so much trash about Facebook and then give you guys the link to follow the Making a Difference show on Facebook. So I'm going to go ahead and drop that info for SoundCloud. It's of course soundcloud.com backslash making M A K I N a difference. Also, want to uh, introduce to you guys the Patreon page. I you know a lot of you guys have been asking, you know, how can I support uh, the Making a Difference show, you know, beyond, you know, just following. And man, so many of you guys have really just latched on uh, in terms of, you know, supporting the page and telling people about some of what we're doing over here. But some of you guys have already and want to continue. Uh, and financially supporting the Making a Difference podcast with understanding that we need black media presentations such as Making a Difference. Nevertheless, that Patreon link is uh, patreon.com, dot com backslash Making a Difference Show. That's M-A-K-I-N, A Difference Show. And what you can do through Patreon, basically, is you can actually set up to where you support uh, the Making a Difference show monthly. And so if that's something that, you know, interests you, then certainly we uh, would encourage you to to do that. Let's go ahead and get started on this conversation, you know, about uh, Facebook, you know, about logging out, about social media. And most importantly, what uh, Facebook means, you know, to black people, what it means when it comes to, you know, getting your uh, getting concerns out about social justice. And I want to revisit some of the NAACP's concerns. Their protest was uh, specifically in response to the tech companies. Uh, And the tech company being Facebook, their history of data hacks, which unfairly targets its users of colors, um, users of color. I'm speaking directly from a press release provided by the NAACP. They also called on Congress to conduct further investigations on Facebook after a report released for the Senate Intelligence Committee revealed that the Russian influence campaign, quote, made an extraordinary effort to target African-Americans. Over the last year, the NAACP has expressed concerns about the numerous data breaches and privacy mishaps in which Facebook has been implicated. And since the onset of the Silicon Valley boom, the organization has been openly critical about the lack of employment diversity among the top technology firms in the country. I mean, that's some very heavy stuff. It's like, you know, Facebook isn't it's not only in the business of misinformation, but they're also in the business of data collection, even to the point where they're collecting all of this data on us as individuals. Or, you know, if you may be a part of an organization or a group, they're collecting this information and they're basically selling it to the highest bidder. You know, their reports that they sold some of this information to Netflix, Spotify, uh, the Bing search. This isn't just, you know, habitual line stepping. I mean, this is just a flagrant, you know, misuse of, you know, this service that they're providing to people. And so, you know, we may look at it as, oh, you know, Facebook is free. And I want to get to the significance of that in just a second. But I mean, it's. Look, it's free, but it ain't cheap because it's costing us so many liberties and so many freedoms. I would say I would go so far as to say not just as black people. I mean, there are some things that are specific to black people. And I'll talk about that as well. But I think this is this should be a concern to anyone, you know, who uses Facebook or, you know, who, who's on social media. The first thing you have to look at, you know, when you talk about Facebook, especially as it relates to individuals like myself, you know, people who are working in black media is why do we use Facebook? You know, a number, most of us use it for, you know, for recreation, you know, to keep up with family, friends, you know, different things like that. From my perspective, Facebook is vitally important to me because it is the main uh, medium or network that I use to get out information about making a difference. As much as I love SoundCloud, Twitter, you know, obviously there are, you know, Gmails and various forms of emails that I use. Facebook is the medium where I do get you know, the most response, uh, you know, just for, for the podcast and for stories and things like that, that I share in general. And I do so for a very simple reason. That's where, you know, most of that's where my audience is, but also because it's a free service. Now I do want to tell you guys about an experience that I had on Facebook. And it's actually an experience that I had, you know, around the, uh, the political season. I, had a lot of difficulty uh, actually posting political ads. And the reason I had that difficulty was because Facebook was saying, you know, you had to basically uh, hand them, you know, uh, various forms of identification. Facebook literally asked me for my driver's license in order to be able to run a political ad. And they asked, they also asked for identification or verification rather where they actually sent correspondence to my house in order for me to be able to run, you know, various ads. Now, some people can say, you know, that's a fail safe. And, you know, perhaps that's true, but even with, you know, basically vet, you know, well not basically, I mean vetting myself, you know, through this process, man, I still, you know, caught the devil trying to, you know, upload and and present these ads. Now that's very important to me because again, being in, media and you know ad sales and different things like that, especially during a political season. I mean, that's a huge part of, you know, sustaining the the podcast from a financial perspective. So, you know, Facebook, you know, presenting these fail safes and then even after I'm, you know, giving them again, giving them all of this personal information and data, they're still, you know, basically, you know, giving me the third degree when I'm trying to post this stuff. I mean, it I that was You know, a lot of the reason why I said, well, you know what, I'm going to stand with the NAACP because, you know, there are some things here that I've experienced on a personal level, you know, that I can especially relate to. And, you know, besides that, so many times we see things on social media and, you know, we look and we say, well, that's not going to do anything and, you know, different things like that. And it's just it's it's so counterproductive it's so uh, counterintuitive because it's like. And, and basically, I, you know, this is where I see people coming from. Protest is or people's protest is relative to who and what a person likes and how much they like it. If it's a person you don't really care for or if it's a thing that you don't really care for, or if it's a place you don't really shop, it's like, oh, yeah, man, get them out. Get them out of here. But if it's something that we like, man, we kind of, you know, flip the script and we'll say, well, man, you know, I can't I can't not shop at you know my favorite store or I can't not you know watch this show you know but and we'll we'll come up with these you know little cornball excuses like well I mean it's it's not really gonna matter if I don't watch you know if I don't watch it or or not or if I don't you know if I don't log off or not and different and different things like that. We gotta you know we gotta get out of that attitude man. You gotta understand something. Protest is supposed to be inconvenient. And while we're inconveniencing like the oppressor or the person who's, uh, you know, doing wrong. You also got to understand it's going to involve some sacrifice, you know, for yourself as an individual as well. But what does it say about a revolution, if you will, or what what does it even say about, you know, an individual's will if you can't do something like, you know, log out of Facebook (laughs) for, for a day. I mean, what does that look like? You know, what does it look like where you say, well, you know, I'm not going to shop at this particular store for a month. I mean, if you can't do if we can't do that, and even beyond that, if the oppressor knows you're not going to take a relatively small step toward the spirit of justice, the spirit of protests, then what chance do we have against, you know, like deep seated issues, you know, within our communities? So that was the start of the logout Facebook protest for me. But. And and this is what I do with any protest or any you know cause that I take a part of, I make sure I research the cause, and I make sure that you know I, whatever somebody's standing up for, I make sure that I'm my protest is nuanced. My protest is, you know, I, I understand what's going on. I understand what's at stake. You know, I'm able, able to parse and say, well, this is something I agree with. This is something that I don't agree with. And one of the things that I definitely didn't agree with was and one of the things that i don't agree with because i'm starting to see this trend uh happen in media and this is the the general idea that you know you know that that the russians are controlling everything and you know the russians are they're controlling facebook they're controlling you know this and that and what i'm saying is is that it's a convenient argument to and i and i'll just say this very specifically when you say that and, and this is a report that I actually saw on, on Facebook recently. It was saying that, you know, Russians, you know, basically, you know, influenced black people to vote or to not vote Democrat. And so when I see a story like that, I'm like, mm, OK, so you're telling me that black people who made a determination that Donald Trump nor Hillary Clinton was an acceptable candidate. Uh, they had to be some type of Russian body or they had to be influenced by, you know, Mother Russia. I mean, that's it's it's an insult to uh, black uh, thought, not even intellectual thought, but I just think, you know, just just common sense. But if you look at the history of civil rights, pro- if you look at the, the history of black protests in this country, it's amazing how often black protest is, you know, associated with communism. Or, you know, just some radical political perspective. So the fact that, you know, the Russians are being tied in, you know, to uh, black thought, you know, to black protests, to black perspectives, I mean, is somewhat ironic, but mostly predictable and corny as it relates to this country. I'm going to talk more about black politics within the framework of social media after the break. I also want to talk about our addiction to social media and what we need to do about it. I feel a Chicago wind blowing into the podcast. Uh, I got a track from Saba uh, featuring Chance the Rapper. It's uh, fittingly uh, named Log Out. You're listening. It's making a difference.
2: Right away. Hey you press, lock got you get forgotten What's supposed but a reminder Just how boring our lives are Look at how much fun I'm having Ain't no beauty in the absence of broadcasting to your fall. I seen us a legend naked I seen us as behavior I see famous people I don't want no autograph I just wanna follow back Maybe tear it to your fault Play that Say that that's just the way that the game go, after the rain, it's a rainbow I see a product you paid for, shit you forgotten a in the day, Oh, If I can't log in, they started a rumor that I ain't got shot like a dead girl I don't walk without my headphones, I don't got cable in my crib I don't even know how we got here, being independent is my fear Government look like the mafia, since Sister ran out right what you watching Internet turn me into the mid-object Solitaire more than a game with your car Can't change the channel, it'll stay in our heart Stay in the public and praise to your God Need validation, I'm too insecure Characters stuff from 140, 280 you will posted your story I'm from the 290, two sides to each story Yeah, I'll be your friend but you cannot follow me If you press like, out, you get forgotten What's supposed but a reminder Just how boring our lives are Look at how much fun I'm having Ain't no beauty in the absence of broadcasting Till you fall up I see a you naked. I see excessive behavior. I see famous people all oh, over. Oh, oh, right. I don't want no autograph. I just wanna fall away. Maybe take it to your floor. Everybody insecure, especially people with everything. Why you think they got everything? How would you think they got it a- Oh, everybody insecure, especially people with everything. Why she think they got
0: everything? How else you think I got everything? Look, everything's on camera, everything's on camera. Everybody want handouts, everybody got pamphlets. Everybody want Santa, everything is on camera. Everybody want pics now. Everybody got antlers. Everybody my kid now. Everybody got pamphlets. Everything is on me now. Everybody got cameras. Ain't nobody got chancellor. Ain't nobody got answer. I'm scratching their head now. Ain't nobody got dandruff. Don't nobody like selfies on their own page. I know people with their friend requests on their home page. Ain't put a picture on their wall since the Stone Age. Feel locked up in their own cage when they on stage.
2: If you pressed out, guys, you get forgotten. What's but a reminder just how far in our lives are, 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 My name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Makon.
1: to think about
2: immature things you know like do you love me do you want me are you gonna call me like you said you would is this
1: really your real phone though no. wait a minute motherfuckers ain't a hood nigga but a nigga from the hood with. see mama stayed on me so i turned out pretty good but if you wanna try suck a nike we can do it <laughs> sleep Calling RPM if I bullet sheep she, she. Count him for the rest of your life Yeah, yeah, your partner got away, but now he vegetable-like So, so I send his mom and dad a whole case of V8. He could die any second, how much longer it gon' take, gon' get it over with. Oh, what if, you were in my lover's? then, you might be the dopest, I would flush it down the toilet, like the boys in blue, when they come through with the moves and they kicking down the dough, and they don't care who they shoot, but we do care who they shoot, so we do what we must do, so we act like we run track, then we run straight to the back, but they coming from the back, so we run back to the front, they say get down on your knees, we say what the fuck you want, they want cheese, they want bread, they want dough, they want Give him, but if I keep talking, they won't know That my cousin in the back And we call him Rota, Ruta, Slash plumber, cash runner And he on them computers Log
0: out Boy, I know somebody mad at me right now Because they was ready to sing along with Rich Boy <laughs> We're back with Making a Difference I'm your host, Ken Making. That is, of course, uh, Andre 3000's uh, classic verse uh, From the Throw Some D's remix uh, Where, you know, he capped that uh, kept that dope verse off with uh, Log Out And so that's where we're going to pick things up um, with this, uh, you know, continuing in this podcast. And I just want to talk about uh, this idea, um, you know, the Russians uh, interfering with the 2016 election. And this is not a new story per se, but we are hearing, and there is a report in the New York Times. You can go online and, and look it up. Um, but basically, that Russians uh, targeted uh, African Americans. And they're presenting this perspective or they're presenting the story from the perspective of, you know, just different, uh, I guess, websites and different online offerings that uh, they basically they're saying, you know, influenced um, black folk to, you know, not vote Democrat. And so, of course, a red flag for me went up because there's this prevailing thought that if black people don't vote Democrat, then they don't know what they're doing. And for me, it just underscores, you know, this idea that. If you're aligning yourself with the two party system, whether you're whether as a black uh, black person, you identify as a Democrat or as a Republican, you're being manipulated and you're being deceived by basically by that political party. And within the framework of this two party system, it's as I've said on this podcast before is basically the discussion or it's basically a it's a when you talk about Democrats versus Republicans, you're talking about a conflict between white liberals and white conservatives. And whether you're talking about white liberals or white conservatives, you're talking about particular entities where the concerns, uh, the fears, the perspectives of black people are second class, are not a priority. And I can look over the last. 400 years and see. And I mean, and and that's, and it's basically been evidence. Now there's no question that, you know, in recent memory, you know, Democrats have done more for African Americans, but that's not necessarily the discussion. The discussion is what are you doing for us uh, in the here and now? And what I'm seeing from the democratic party is, you know, a a lot of entitlement uh, as it relates to the black vote. Now this New York times article, you know it talks about you know different groups and uh, groups that that relate to people of color. I know it mentions mentioned something like Mexican Fury and uh, Black Divis and different sites like that. In all honesty, when I think about the 2016 election, uh, one of the defining points of perspective for well, there were there were a number of defining points, and I'm going to go over each of those individually. The first is I felt the the Clinton campaign really took a long time to ramp up in terms of just some of the advertising that you do uh, to if, if you feel like that the black vote is, you know, so important and is such a factor, then, you know, there are certain outlets to where, you know, you uh, make your presence felt. And the Clinton campaign really didn't make that happen, uh, especially in, in terms of black media. Uh, the Clinton campaign, as Democrats generally do, feel like that they can tap into, you know, the black uh, establishment class or the black establishment structure, namely churches and elected officials. And they think that they can you know, tap into the black experience and, you know, garner black votes uh, basically by going to churches and, you know, by basically telling, you know, local elected officials to get out the word. And the irony of that is, (laughs) you know, we talk so much about, you know, wanting young people to get out to vote, but you, you have to understand how detached young people are. And I'm talking about young black folk are from The black establishment class, not only in terms of a generation gap, but you got to look at the fact that, hey, I mean, black kids aren't going to church. We're not they're not going to church like their parents and their grandparents did. But it's this failure to understand nuance. And so what the Democrat uh, what Democrats are doing is, is that instead of, you know, actually putting boots on the ground and caring about uh, like authentically, honestly, caring about black people, you know, beyond a vote. They would just rather say, you know what, it's the Russians. So you and I mean, and I'm not saying that there aren't legitimate concerns about, you know, Trump's relationship with Russia. But what I am saying is, is that when you put out stories like this and you put out information like this, you make what's going on or whatever Trump's relationship with Russia. You make the pursuit of Russia look like the pursuit for Bigfoot. It's like those shows they have where they're, you know, searching for paranormal activity. And you're just like, bro, bro, come on, man. Like, who's really falling for this? Like, there's this, you know, it's, it's, it's the boogeyman. And, and it, that's, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's fear and propaganda. And it's these type of things that perpetuate some of the, so much of the foolery that goes on in politics. And, I mean, let's be real. It happens on, you know, Democratic side. It happens on the Republican side. And it's happening for one simple reason. It's happening because this country uh, politically is predicated on the two-party system. And if you ever have individuals who say, you know what, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of, you know, the two party system, you know, preserving the interests of rich people. I'm sick of the two party system not giving us viable candidates that, you know, don't just care about corporate interests and the interests of rich folks, but actually care about, you know, uh, everyone who care, you know, care about the poor, you know, who care about the middle class, who, you know, have these legitimate, you know, who can tap into and unify people instead of dividing people. The two-party system isn't built on that. The two-party system is built on keeping people confused, keeping people in the dark, um, spreading misinformation. And that, of course, is the spirit in which the NAACP said, hey, log out of Facebook. I love it. And shoot, we need to log out anyway, because like I said, a lot of us are addicted to social media. But I do just want to make this point um, before I I get into that uh, component of the podcast. Don't if you if you looked at those candidates in 2016, if you said, you know what, I don't believe in what Trump's selling. I don't believe in what Hillary Clinton is selling. It's not an indictment on you as an individual to have voted third party. It's an indictment of Democrats of the Democrat Party, Democratic Party. And it's an indictment of the Republican Party that they presented two of the least desirable candidates in this country's history. It is not your fault. It is not your shame. It is not your burden that you did not want to vote for candidates that you didn't believe in. And in all honesty, like Democrats still haven't learned a lesson. They're still, you know, playing out of this. They're still going out of the same playbook, and it's not working. I mean, we're sitting here in 2018, and I'm a resident of South Carolina. I've watched in South Carolina. I've watched in Georgia. I've watched in Florida. I've watched in North Carolina. I've watched and not and not in not so much specifically in South Carolina but I watched in North Carolina, Georgia and Florida deliberate voter suppression the worst of which I saw in Georgia which is as y'all know about 10 minutes from where I am less than that but deliberate voter suppression in which you had a secretary of state Brian Kemp who had engaged in voter suppression and you know clearing uh, voting rolls in Georgia for many years for as long as for practically as long as he was in that office and, you know, had the idea one day that he would run for governor. And to me, Democrats at that point of conflict for all of the things that Brian Kemp had done and they should have said something long ago and had gotten lawyers involved long ago. At the point that the secretary of state is saying he wants to run for governor. I mean, that's that's a huge conflict of interest. To, to which lawyers should have gotten involved and have made and should have made him step down at the point of his his declaration that he wanted to be governor to allow this man to control the election as he did while also campaigning and running for governor and then to win by the margin at which he won. is so disgusting and it's such a disservice to the people of Georgia. But then even beyond that, to have, you know, the Democratic candidates, Stacey Abrams, to have the Democrat Party talk about fair fight Georgia in the and talk about voting rights in the aftermath of what happened in that election. To me, it's just it's it's so reactive. There's nothing proactive about it. But this is the entire culture of the Democratic Party. They don't know how to fight. And because they don't know how to fight, it's really putting this it's, it's put this entire country. In a danger zone, because what you have is you have a bunch of savage Republicans, a bunch of savage Tea Partiers, who are literally willing to do anything and everything to ensure that they keep their power. So you have a a, a, a fluent minority of racist, bigoted individuals who are winning, who are securing, uh, polit- who are securing political seats and political power. Because the other party doesn't know how to fight, but I can't even say that I can't even say the Democrats don't know how to fight. Democrats know how to play the blame game. They know how to blame Republicans, but they also know how to blame Black people. Because if Democrats don't get their way, we always and and it's amazing how they get Black celebrity to kind of facilitate this. Well, you know, we didn't get out and vote. You know, well, you know, the the Russians made them vote third party. I'm, I'm sick of this, man. I'm sick of it. And as long as I have this podcast and as long as I'm telling you, man, um, I got breath in my body. And as long as I'm just, I'm I'm thinking conscientiously about this stuff. When I see things like this, I'm going to call it for what it is. It's foolery of the highest order, but Hey, this is why I say it's so important to have nuanced conversations. Because again, I do think it's important to, you know, look at, uh, social media presentations. You know, it's important to ask, you know, what does this mean for black people? You know, what is, uh, is this a, is this a reliable place to get your news? Because uh, statistically a lot of people get their news from social media. So I do understand the ramifications and, and why it's important to make sure that you basically don't have a bunch of trolls, you know, putting out misinformation and false information. But I also think it's important to call out every troll. Look, let's, let's not leave any trolls out because some of these, you know, mass media publications um, of which we're so reliant, a lot of these folks are putting out misinformation as well. So I'm, I'm going to call it out everywhere, um everywhere we go. Listen to making a difference. I'm your host Ken Making. Uh, I want to talk about you know before we uh, shut this podcast down. Uh, for look for this episode, y'all know I ain't going nowhere. Um, <laughs> but just in terms of logging off, man, I mean, we spend so much time on social media, and I understand why we spend so much time on social media. Uh, for a lot of us, it's it's a coping mechanism. I know, you know, when I when I go to work and you know a lot of a lot of what we do in terms of you know. When we go to the phone, we go to the phone is just, Hey man, I'm just going to look at my phone and try to catch my breath, try to, you know, relax. But what happens is man, is that social media really is the bane of productivity. I mean, how often, and how many of us do this? We'll, you know, we'll scroll down our news feed and we'll be like, man, that's enough of that. And so you may, you know, go out of the app and then literally 10, 15 seconds later, you're right back into the app. That's unhealthy. It's really showing like how much of our our well-being, how much of our just who we are as individuals, you know, how much of that is tied up into, you know, just social media and how reliant we've we've uh, become on it. I can tell you guys just for myself, like I said, I logged out of Facebook. I did not get on Facebook at all on Tuesday, December 18th. But I can tell you, I clicked that Facebook app at least seven or eight times, and there that picture was. Hey, man, look, you're logged out, and 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 it's just those are the type of things that we really have to be cognizant and mindful of. But I'm just, you know, I'm I'm glad that that we're able to have these conversations, and I'm glad that we're able to have, to have these opportunities, you know, to, and and that's and that's really what you know logging out for that particular day provided for me. Because it made me realize like, man, I waste a lot of time on social media. I waste a lot of time in my phone and not just in terms of, you know, saying, well, there's there's other work I could be doing. There are other more uh, recreational things that I could be doing outside of, you know, just being in the phone all the time. Man, I don't think, you know, we I don't think we realize, you know, just how limiting it is, how unhealthy it is to basically, you know, be trapped. In this matrix and to not only be trapped in this matrix to be trapped uh, in this sunken place but to also be trapped in a sunken place that doesn't prioritize you know black concerns or black lives i think is especially distressing this experience you know has really taught me uh something in terms of you know just creating like a making a difference page you know in the event that you know facebook is no longer applicable or that facebook is no longer an asset for me as you know somebody who uh, is in the media Like, what does, what does that look like? You know, for me post Facebook or sans Facebook. And that's really what I'm trying to create right now. You know, I'm obviously, you know, we have the uh, soundcloud.com backslash making a difference. You know, that's where all the podcasts are. You guys can just, you know, can listen to a lot of great content. But as you all know, Uh, Making a difference is so much about what's going on in in the news and actually and not only, you know, presenting the stories for people to research and read from their perspective, but also to provide social commentary about some of those issues. You know, when I saw uh, recently that the King House, you know, had been sold to the National Park uh, Service for one point nine million dollars. I mean that nobody really I I didn't hear anything about I, I haven't heard anything about that in the news except for like a single post on social media. And so my concern is is that, you know, in Atlanta, you got the Trap Museum, you know, you have philanthropists, you have rappers, you have celebrities, you have all of these people. And I'm like, nobody could come up with $2 million to buy the King house. I mean, when you think about what the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has meant uh, not only to African-Americans, but to Americans, to black people, what he's meant to black politics. And so you would allow the government to, you know, seize that property or to secure that property. I, I just... It just shows that man, our our priorities are are so jacked up, man. And I think a lot of that is because our priorities are warped by what we're seeing in the media—not just social media, but media in general. I think that I don't think I know. You know, we got to reclaim some of that, man. And that's that's why make that's a that's why making a difference is here, and that's why making a difference needs your support. If you're listening to this podcast, SoundCloud.com/backslash Making a Difference. Follow the page. Make sure that every podcast that drops on making a difference that you're right there and you're, and you're ready to listen to it or you're ready to, you know, put it in your queue or put it on hold. That's important, man. That's, that's so vitally important. If you know, you, if there are particular topics that you want me to talk about that you want me to discuss, man, by all means, uh, shoot me a recommendation, man. Uh, you can go to, uh, you, know, you can send me an email to making a different show at gmail.com, making m a k i n a different show at gmail.com. As mentioned earlier, I do have a Patreon. Uh it's patreon.com backslash making a difference show. Uh you can uh be a perpetual sponsor of making a difference. We would love that. If you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that as well. You can go uh, check us out at Cash App, uh Cash App, uh it's dollar sign making M-A-K-I-N a Difference show. This is something that's vitally needed. Uh, these are conversations that I'm gonna continue to have. And I just, like I said, I'm just I'm just so grateful for the support that you know that we've already received and then the support that we're gonna continue to receive because you know, the, the challenges are are new every day and there's so many things in the past that, you know, that are, are presenting themselves again, um, you know, in, in this current age, you know, because, you know, there's some complacency and some comfortability. Not here. I'm making a difference, man. I, uh, I'm going to rebuke what's wrong and I'm going to highlight what's right. With that, man, we're going to uh, go ahead and uh, shut this podcast down for this episode. Love you guys so much. Peace and God bless.
2: The revolution will not be televised. You see, a lot of times people see see, see, see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place, will not be televised.